Percy, have you seen that a lack of rest impacts the healing process for cancer patients? Well, my friend, this is what I can say. According to many studies, including those from Harvard University, report there is a strong corollary of impact on obesity, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and the immune system at large. I would say that indirectly, lack of rest may impact the healing process of any cancer patient, particularly because some of the things that I've just mentioned also have relationship to cancer in some Mm -hmm. cases. And so perhaps we should discuss this a bit further and talk about it. All right, we will, and you will, with a medical doctor today who will dissect the value and role of sacred rest. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. Information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Hey, thanks for joining us now. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. My name is Wayne Shepherd. More importantly, our host is Percy McRae. Pastor P is Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. And good to see you, my friend. Yes, sir. It's good to see you as well. I pray that you and your family are doing well, sir. We are. We really are. So we're going to talk about sacred rest today. That's the title of a book, isn't it? It is. And as a result, uh, we're going to talk to the author of that book. And she is a medical doctor, and she has a lot to say about the impact of rest or lack thereof that we're going to hear about today. All right. Let's jump right in by asking a question of our listeners. Here's the question we're posing to you this week. And by the way, thank you for taking the time and showing us love and answering the question. We really appreciate it. But here it is. How conscious are you of the amount of rest that you get and how does that help you? All right. I'm going to admit that there are times when just 10 minutes of uh, slowing down during the day, closing my eyes, maybe falling asleep, maybe not, but just those few minutes really helps me get through my day. Well, Wayne, here's what I'll say to that, and I'll have some other commentary uh, that'll speak to some things antidotally from, from my perspective. But as we may know or may not know, there are some Asian countries that it is required that you take a nap in the middle of the day. Oh. And the and the relationship to that suggests that people are more productive, <laughs> except and that and that we know that the average lifespan of some Asian uh, folks also uh, far exceed us in the West here. So there could be some corollary with regard to the point that you just made, my friend. Well, I realize it's a small part of the topic of rest, but I refuse to apologize for taking an application. (laughs) (laughs) And therefore, we will not hold that against you, my friend. Thank you. (laughs) If you would do us a, a favor and respond, we would love to hear you answer the question, how conscious are you of the amount of rest that you get and how does it help you? Respond Mm -hmm. at our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on connect and then type in your response. We'll get it. We'll read them. And uh, we won't be able to share them all on the the program here, but we will read them, I guarantee it. For instance, you have one in front of you for a question we asked recently. Yes, sir. And so this question was asked on a previous show, and it was, did your cancer journey get bad first before it got better? Hmm. And how did you survive that transition? And we got a respondent from Sheridan, Wyoming. I'm a bit familiar with this part of the country. I've been there a couple of times. Yes, sir, I have. Sounds beautiful. And uh, wonderful, beautiful, clear skies, the air. Oh, it's unbelievable. (laughs) So with that, here we go. Uh, The answer that was given to us was this. 
I had a year of setback after setback with my treatment and was at the point where I was resigned to the fact that it was simply my fate that cancer was going to take my life. Mm -hmm. Then my care team, who was awesome and very supportive of me throughout, found a clinical trial study and asked if I would be willing to enter it. They were very honest with me and said there were no guarantees for success. So my family and I prayed about it and eventually said yes. I entered the clinical trial and, and I am still alive today, hallelujah, Great. and slowly getting better. What helped me through those really dark days was my medical team who showed me true compassion and concern in doing everything that they could and my family and faith community who encouraged me to believe the possibility that I could find another path of treatment. What a great testimony. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you for taking the time to respond. And again, we'd appreciate hearing from you this week on this week's question about rest. Well, let's turn to the scriptures, and then we're going to meet a guest here on the program. Boy, this scripture is so good. I'm just salivating at the thought of reading it, and it really is going to tie into our lesson today. Hebrews, Hebrews 4, verses 10 and 11 says this, For he that is entereth into his rest, he also hath ceased from his works, as God did from this. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest. Hmm lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And today we're going to talk about sacred rest and the impact that it may have upon us mentally, emotionally, and certainly physically uh, from a, a medical doctor today. And so I'm excited about this conversation. We'll meet that guest in just a moment. If you are concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center and reach out for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number, 866-712-HOPE. Call that number, 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. We're going to get some inspiration now from hearing from our guest. Recently, Percy attended the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, and sat down to talk with this very special person. Well, hey, 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 it's Pastor P, and I'm back with another compelling conversation. And man, I'm here on the floor at the National Religious Broadcasters Conference, and I'm meeting all kind of wonderful people. And that includes the person you're about to hear from here in five minutes. Her name is Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith. She is a board-certified internal medicine physician, author, a popular speaker. Uh, she has her own podcast. She has written a book. This, this lady is busy, and she's out here getting it done for the Lord and for the people of God. Welcome to the show today, my Thank dear. Thank you so much for having me. Well, with that being said, uh, I felt that you would add uh, to this conversation of cancer. Uh, we talk uh, so much on this platform about the mental, emotional 
obviously medical and physical dynamics of, of health, healing, wellness, recovery, and et cetera. And I thought that it would be nice to hear from a physician, uh, a, a spirit-filled, born-again believer who also embraces medicine and science. And, you know, for 20-plus years, I've made the argument that these two worlds can mutually exist one with another and be supportive of each other, and you are the epitomization of that. Absolutely. I spent probably the first couple of years of my medical practice trying to do it one-sided. And it became very obvious that mm. you can only get a certain level of healing mm. if you don't include the spiritual. Okay. If you want to be well, it's going to require inclusion, I should say, of the mind, body, and the spirit. I know tons of doctors, and I've interviewed several of them on this platform, and all of them have a faith orientation. They're, they're willing to share their faith. They're willing to talk openly about it. And I'm not so sure, uh, Doc, if that was the case 20 years ago or 30 years ago, that maybe uh, there were some physicians who personally had an intrinsic faith system, but they kind of kept that quiet and didn't really kind of put that out there. But there are more and more, particularly younger physicians that are coming into the practice of medicine that are very open and very uh, vocal about the fact that I, I believe in the power of prayer mm -hmm. and God, but I also believe in, you know, in medicine and science and the two worlds can uh, support one another. What say you about uh, there being a conflict about medicine and science and faith and spirituality. Well, I definitely don't think that they are mutually exclusive. You have to choose either science or you have to choose faith. I really believe God uses them both together to give a fuller picture of what it looks like to be well and to have healing. Mm. And so when I'm working with patients, oftentimes if we're looking only at the physical and I completely ignore the spiritual or the, even the mental aspects of it, what ends up happening is they still have whatever it is at the root mm. that we need to deal with. Okay. So we're only treating the surface and we're not getting to where the real problem is at. And so having said that, uh, and it's one of the reasons why I felt compelled to bring you onto this platform so that we can continue to drive that conversation. Uh, I, it's, it's sad for me to report that I've had the experience over the years where I've had patients uh, who knew that they had real medical issues and conditions, but then struggled with this internal conflict of, well, am I really a person of faith? Or am I really using my faith by having a conversation with a medical doctor and a physician? And I've actually had to counsel and minister to individuals. I have one sad story of a, a, a lady who came and she had advanced uh, uh, breast cancer and came and did a workup, got an evaluation. So we sat down and counseled. She said, Reverend McCray, I just don't think that God is will be pleased with me receiving medical care. I'm going to go home and I'm just going to go all natural. And she had some very, very unfortunate, tragic results because she refused. It wasn't that she refused. She just simply couldn't get it through her theological school of thought that the two worlds could mutually coexist with each other and it broke my heart. I've had similar experiences and it is heartbreaking because especially in situations where it's a type of cancer that's highly curable. Yeah. You catch it early. All you know, God has given grace so that we catch it early mm. and it's in a treatable stage and they don't feel like it's God's grace because it's not an instantaneous healing. Right, right. And that that tends to become the dynamic that's at work and so I'm I'm grateful for your work, for your vocation, and for your ministry as a 
opened. Uh, you are you have your own podcast. Uh, you are out speaking. You're on the circuit uh, talking, and you also have written a book called Sacred Rest. Let's talk about what this book is about, and, and what is it that you're trying to say with this book? What is what's the point of this 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 journal here? Well, the book came out of my own background as a physician. As a physician, we work a lot of long, hard hours, yes. and I burned out. So I burned out and got to a place where I was like, God, you see me trying to do all this stuff for mm. you and I'm too tired to do it. Yeah. And God just really took me on a journey. I remember coming home one day after, you know, felt like 17 hours, probably closer to eight, but <laughs> long day at the hospital, picked up my two kids under the age of two, picked them up from daycare. And I remember getting home and just laying out on the floor in front of my house or in my foyer and. I remember laying there thinking, God, you've given me so many blessings and so many things I'm thankful for, but I feel like it's just seeping through my fingers. I don't even have whatever it takes to hold on to the blessing. Mm. And I felt like for that first time I ever, I felt like God speak to my heart and said, this is the first you've ever inquired of me of this. Interesting. And it took me on a journey of really looking at what does it mean to rest? Because, you know, most of us, when we think about rest, we just think about sleeping. Okay. But really at the very core of rest and the biblical concept of rest is that rest is about restoration. It's pouring back into those places that have been depleted. It's filling back up what we pour out. And and certainly for the cancer conversation and community, this is very applicable because they're, they're giving out so much to try to work through treatment and uh, keep doctor's appointments and, and all of the mental, emotional anxiety, exhaustion, fear, et cetera, et cetera. They're physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually depleted. They need rest. Absolutely. And I love how you put that because you named quite a few of the different types of rest. Because out of that research, and it was science and scripture. Okay. I'm going through the literature. I'm going through the science. I'm going through the scripture. Okay. There we go. There were seven types of rest that came out of that. So let's talk about them a little bit if you can. Yeah. It included the physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creative types of rest. Ah. Because now what stands out to me, and it makes perfectly good sense, is creative. Obviously, the others are important. Uh But when I hear that, uh, because my wife says to me all the time, you know, as a good wife does, she's like, babe, you need need to get a little more rest because, again, so you can replenish your creative dynamics of, of that part of your brain of your ministry, of what you do and how you speak and the concepts that, that the Lord wants to share with you that you can creatively unpack, share, et cetera, et cetera. Interesting. Let's talk about that a little bit, if you don't mind. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the ones most people are, are not even aware yeah. that can be depleted. <laughs> but, you know, just to give an example, over this past two years with COVID, even things that we had always done certain ways changed. Absolutely. And so creative rest deals with the depletion we get whenever we use creative energy. So whether that's innovative energy, like doing things where you're having to create content like artists or musicians or writers or if it's problem solving energy and for a cancer patient you're having to solve problems like how do I do work and do chemo how do I get meals when I don't want to (laughs) eat or you know don't even have energy to prepare them right or take care of the kids and and go to your doctor's appointment right 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 (laughs) all these things that you have to then come up with new ways of doing it Uh, is an expenditure of that creative energy and you have to have ways of pouring back into that so creative rest 
rest is the energy we experience when we allow ourselves to appreciate beauty. What are the things that create that childlike awe and wonder that reminds you of who God is as a creator? Looking at the mountains, looking at flowers, looking at pictures of the beach. You don't even have to go to the beach to experience that feeling of creative rest, that restorative process of just recognizing beauty and the awe and wonder of that. That is awesome, Doc. And you're right. It until you kind of package that in that manner, I've never really dissected that to that depth and that degree. Uh, what's one of the other seven areas of rest that we need to talk about that you think would be? They're all important, obviously. Absolutely. Uh, let's highlight a couple of more. We have a little time here. Well, one is sensory rest. Now, I think that's one many people aren't aware of. All of the sensory inputs in your environment drain you. So whether that's the background sounds where you're sitting for chemo and you hear somebody talking in the uh, room and you're there for maybe 20 minutes for two hours, yeah. depending on what treatment you're getting. Yes. And you're hearing all these things, the lights, the sounds, the smells. When most of us become sensory overwhelmed, our reaction is irritation, agitation, rage or anger. And so sometimes if you're maybe at work and you're in an office space where you're hearing the elevator dinging all day long or people's phones going off or you're working from home and you're hearing your kids talking in the background, you may wonder why some around two, three o'clock, you're not so nice. (laughs) You're a little bit agitated. And what's, sensory overload. and what's interesting about that, Doc, and you know this, working inside of a hospital environment, there's all sorts of background noise of the machines, the chemotherapy, click, 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 ding, ding, ring, you know, alarms, and it's constant. It, it's, it's, it's all of this background noise that can become an overload to the senses. Absolutely. And the, the thing is, you're reacting to it whether you are consciously aware of its effect on you or not. So, you know, we, we talked about some that are specific to related to medical, but we're getting sensory overwhelmed just from our own devices. The number of notifications that go off on our phones by themselves can sensory overwhelm so us. Good point. So as a caregiver who maybe you're not sitting in the chemo, but your phone's bing, bing, binging all day long yes. can become sensory overwhelmed as well also and need more sensory rest wow what give me give me another one give me another one of the areas that we need to begin to understand sacred rest and 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 the application of that 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 can impact us well i think a huge one is the emotional rest which specifically emotional rest deals with the rest we need uh, that we get when we allow ourselves just to be very real and authentic about what we're feeling. Mm. So it's not necessarily talking about the details because recanting the details sometimes just keeps us caught in the trauma and the drama. Okay. We need to address what that experience made us feel. And I think sometimes when you get a hard diagnosis, what we have to understand is it's okay to say how you really feel. I think sometimes we carry emotional labor that further depletes us. Okay. I, I find that quite a few patients, when I'm discussing their cancer diagnosis with them, they're afraid to say they're angry. Yeah. And because they are afraid to say that, they carry the emotional labor of trying to hold in an emotion they feel is is not biblical to, to express. You're right. But God already knows you're upset. Yes. <laughs> Get it out. Yeah. Have the conversation with him so that you can get the healing that you need to be able to move forward. You can get that restoration of the relationship and of your own your own emotion well-being. The Trauma of the Drama. That's a book title in and of itself. My goodness gracious. And you're absolutely correct. Uh, as a pastor and as a minister, how many times have I taught and ministered to people about 
their anger, and again, I don't want the Lord to be angry at me. I don't want him to cut me off. I'm like, the Lord is not going to do any of that. Here's what the Bible says about anger. It says, anger but sin not. And I tell people, part of the humanality of who we are is there are things that upset us, frustrate us, and that we get angry about. God himself has gotten angry about things, but it's how we react and how we respond. And in this particular case that's outlined in this book called Sacred Rest is being able to articulate and verbalize that in a way so that we're not carrying and, 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 and burying and pushing that down that then has other detrimental byproducts and effects upon us. That's exactly right. When I hear the term cast your cares, yes. to me that is what that means. Yes. Get the emotional rest that you need by actually ex- releasing it, releasing that feeling so that you're not the one having to carry the burden of it. And so you have all of this outlined with research uh, supportive information, which I think is, is so fabulous because, again, I want this audience and I want believers to understand, again, the world of medicine, science, research, and faith and spirituality. They can flow into and out of each other because all wisdom and knowledge, every good and perfect gift comes from above, the Bible says. So I don't know why we throw away certain things just because it doesn't sound religious. And, you know, I tell people you're just getting spooky in many cases, quite frankly, but they that there's a correlation and a connection back all back to the father God uh, what motivated you to become a physician I always like to ask physicians what motivated them to become a physician well my mother died soon after childbirth my dad was in the military they went in to have their first child and he left the, a widow with a newborn oh. and so that you know that was what motivated me because I, I spent such a long time um, battling with God and I think why is why I had such a hard time with rest I had a hard time trusting God because oh, I had just okay. uh, such a kind of traumatic entry into the world absolutely and and I thought it was really interesting that one of the things you just mentioned was about God give, being the giver of good gifts, because actually the second half of the book, that is what the entire second half is about. I talk about the gifts of rest, because I truly feel like rest is in itself is a gift. But when we rest, we actually receive other things naturally, like the gift of boundaries, the gift of reflection, uh, the gift of communication, the gift of freedom, the gift of permission. There's so I, I give 12 different gifts that are from that. And, you know, as someone who, you know, my medical journey began because of this traumatic thing. Yes. I love I love how God has just interwoven it all together because he's he's used that pain to be able to show me how to help other people who are experiencing similar heart and soul wounds. Well, it and it's a message that I teach and preach and have for 30 years and particularly to the cancer community. Uh, Romans 828, that all things work together for the good of them who are who love the Lord and are are the called according to his purpose. God will take all things, all good things, all bad things, and he will work them for his good, as is and was the case with uh, your traumatic entry into the world. And, and, And that's a tough story. But look at what got birthed out of that. This amazing ministry uh, and your work and this uh, this chronicle called Sacred Rest. Listen, for everyone, all of uh, the health, hope and inspiration listeners, you need to go get this book. You need to reach out. How can people get a hold of this, uh, Doc? Yeah, my main website is ichoosemybestlife.com. And from there, I have a free resource that's a quiz that allows them to see which of the seven types of rest they're most deficient in. Okay. It's a free assessment. It gives them a score in all seven areas. Ooh. And they can get that directly on that website or simply at restquiz.com. All right, guys. So, again, Sacred Rest, 
uh, a spectacular book, and I don't think that there's anything quite like that in the in the space of of printed material. And this would be beneficial for anyone that is dealing with cancer or a caregiver of cancer patients. They need sacred rest as well because there's an element of fatigue that takes place just supporting someone with cancer. Uh, one of the things that we do with my training ministry, our Journey of Hope, we have a chapter that's written about caring for the caregiver. So again, a caregiver, a patient, anyone, uh, please reach out uh, to the website and we'll put that uh, and we'll link that onto the show so people can directly access you to, uh, to get a hold of this. I encourage everyone to pick this up. This sounds like an unbelievable resource uh, for the body of Christ and for anyone uh, that is working through through the traumas and, and the dramas of life. I love that so much. Uh, what is the what is it that continues to give you hope or drive your hope, Doc? You're busy. You're doing a lot of things. I'm looking at your press release here. My goodness gracious, you're busier than I am, and I'm a pretty busy guy. Yes, what gives me hope right now is that as I see people start applying these different types of rest to their life, when you become well rested, you start flowing from a different well. You start flowing from a different source. Mm. You have the energy to do what God's called you to do. And that's what gives me hope is that when people are able to to be refilled, they do more for Christ. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, listen, guys, today you've heard from Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, board-certified internal medicine physician, author, popular speaker. Again, she has written this wonderful book. I encourage everyone to go pick it up, Sacred Rest. And today she has been our healthcare expert in helping us to find the rest that we need to be all that God has called us for. Uh, the Bible tells us that all ye who are heavy laden and burdened, come unto me and I will give you rest. And so today, uh, thank you so much for being with us and taking time out of your busy schedule. Let's stay in contact. I want to hear about what you're doing in the future. God bless you, my dear. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. There's such value in these conversations that Percy brings to us here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And by the way, uh, the uh, the doctor's uh, podcast, we'll put a link to that in our program notes at healthhopeandinspiration.com. So look for that and listen to the podcast. You may just hear Percy McRae on that program someday, huh, Percy? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. Right, right. Hey, uh, we'll uh, talk about it more in just a moment. But according to the National Cancer Institute, approximately 39% of men and women will be diagnosed with cancer at some point during their lifetimes. And caring for people living with cancer is a growing need in every church today. So to address this issue, we've developed the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network to equip and empower every Christian leader to better meet this need. If you are a pastor, a leader in your church, we want to invite you to join our growing family of informed ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Joining is free. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leaders' resources, information about ministry training opportunities, and our informative monthly email newsletter. So visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page and join this Ministry Leaders Network today. We always find these interesting people in your travels about here, Percy. So thank you for introducing us to uh, Dr. Sandra here. Yeah, she was delightful, and I appreciated having the opportunity to sit in her presence and really have a conversation that we've not discussed or on this platform at all, talking about the importance of rest and how to tie that back to really our spiritual responsibility. And I've got to confess, Wayne, uh, I am, I'm, I'm a person who really needed to hear this conversation directly. I tend not 
uh, to get as much rest as I should. And my mm. wife chides me on a on a regular basis. And so uh, when Dr. Sandra, of course, she wrote a book uh, that we're referencing here called Sacred Rest. Uh, she said, would you like for me to sign it? And I told her, I said, my wife is going to truly appreciate this. And she said, I probably should sign it to her then, shouldn't I? And so we got a big chuckle out of it. That's funny. First thing I did when I came home was I showed my wife this book and I confessed to her <laughs> that I was I was convicted based upon this conversation because I learned some very powerful things that, you know, we may be neglecting by not getting enough rest, quite frankly. Yeah, this really is a, a a problem for all of us, isn't it? I mean, we run and we run and we run and we, we don't realize that we're running our batteries down is what we're doing. Well, you know, for people that, you know, we tend to, you know, folks like us tend to be really kind of type A personalities. We're workaholics, you know, we're, we're burning the candle on both yep. ends. And some people uh, need to just to make ends meet. We understand that. That is true. That's absolutely true. But the other side of that is... Is, is being able to be challenged around the possible um, things that we are we're suffering or that can suffer as a result of not having sacred rest. She, she gave us seven specific things that mm -hmm. she's outlined in her book. And I'm actually sitting here looking at it right now. And, you know, we, we talked about some of them actually in the interview itself. But I got to tell you, the one that really, the two that really convicted me was... Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, what, what struck yeah, you. Was, was uh, sensory rest and creative rest. Because obviously... The nature of my work requires me to do a lot of writing, outlines, and public speaking, uh, and I need to use the creative side of my brain uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, she challenged me off air. She said, you may actually not be actually operating at your optimal level if you're not getting enough rest. And then the other component was, and I think this is probably true for all of us, with our telephones of how much sensory overload oh, we have with oh, our phone. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I walked away convicted, and uh, and I said that, first of all, I said, I got to go home and, con and make a confession to my wife because she talks, she talks to me about this on a regular basis. And then I told the Lord, I got to do better. I have to, I have to manage my time better so that I'm not necessarily burning the candle all the time at both ends to try to meet deadlines and so on and so forth. You know, it's a feature on the uh, iPhone, and I'm sure it is on Android devices as well, that there's screen time. It, it'll keep track of your screen time, mm, which yeah. is always convicting for me to do, so I don't do it very often because <laughs> I know that I my phone is never more than an arm's length away, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and we may think we're resting, but if we're looking at the phone or looking at our laptop or... You know, that's, that's not really resting, is it? Yeah, and the, one of the examples that she gave, and I really started to think about this, is the, the sound, the noise of your phone. Oh. All of the different notifications, the different whistles and bells and woohoo and ding ding and blah blah you know you know all of the different sounds that you can I'd like, you to, can I'd like to sample those from my phone could I get you to do that again <laughs> we'll work on that offline okay but uh I, I when I and when she brought that up I was like man that is so true I never really thought about that at the end of the day hmm. and then think about uh you know the cancer community how much ancillary uh sound that they're processing through on the floor with the the chemotherapy machines the alarms and i'm very aware of this having worked inside of a hospital setting that if you're sitting there receiving chemotherapy for anywhere from 20 minutes to in some cases three four five hours how much of that ancillary noise is creating sensory overload that mm -hmm. you need to rest from? So she was this, I thought, Wayne, and, you know, and obviously I'm endorsing this book. I've read it. Uh, it's probably one of the 
first of all, I don't think that there's anything quite like it on the market. I haven't heard of it. No, no. So I'll say that. And if there is some other writings that are addressing this, please forgive me. Uh, so it's it's a very unique topic, and it's timely given the nature of our culture and our environment. And uh, the fact of the matter is we all may be compromising being our very best mentally, emotionally, and physically because we haven't tapped into the sacredness of the rest of God. And I think that's a very, yeah, it is. It really was. Yeah. And it fits right in with our question this week. We're asking everyone to respond to how conscious are you of the amount of rest that you get and how does it help you? Uh, Answer that question, would you please? Uh, Maybe we've gotten you thinking about it here. The uh, website is healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on connect to answer the question. And also at that same website, you can download the pursuit of quality living with cancer quality living with cancer is that a is is that uh can that be true can that be possible percy it can and as a matter of fact the the reason why i chose this resource for this show is because if you sit and think about it if we are even if we are dealing with the issues of sickness and disease but we're working on managing how much rest we're getting that is a pursuit of quality living while going through a cancer journey because having rest is helping to assist potentially the healing process. And it certainly is something that we need to have. And how many people may not be aware of the fact that the opposite of that may be actually uh, counterintuitive to the process of health and wellness. So again, the pursuit of quality living with cancer. Cancer today is considered by and large Uh, a a chronic disease to be managed. And that's good news because, of course, uh, we used to think about cancer 10, 15, 20 years ago as as automatic death sentence. But today, many cancers can be managed as a chronic disease. And so, therefore, there are some qualitative living that we can experience while still walking through the process of cancer. So many reasons for you to go to our website. Number one, you can download this free resource, The Pursuit of Quality Living with Cancer. Number two, you can answer a question this week. Number three, you can follow up on Dr. Shauna's own podcast link there. Mm -hmm. And four, why don't you subscribe to this podcast at healthhopeandinspiration.com. All right, take us back to Hebrews, would you please? Yes, sir. And so we'll close the way that we began. And now this scripture is going to really resonate with us. We've been challenged by a medical doctor to understand the health benefits of rest and why we need to pursue it. So here we go. So if if the doctor's word is not good enough, maybe we'll let God talk to us. And so here's what he has to say. (laughs) Hebrews 4, verse 10. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works. Because that's really what we're talking about. Getting rest to cease from our works, from our activities, from the things and the hustle and bustle of the day. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Actually, the Bible is telling us that we're actually being an unbeliever when Hmm. we are just still grinding away because it kind of speaks to the dynamic of that we've got to do all of these things in order for something to happen. And some aspects of our life, we've got to trust and believe God to help supplement on our behalf. So let us labor therefore to enter 
into the rest of God, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. What a powerful scripture. Thank you for bringing that up today. And thank you for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration, subscribing and following up on answering the question and all that you do to help us with this, uh, this effort to give you health, hope, and inspiration. Thank you for listening. Percy, God bless you. You're investing your life in this, and we thank God for you. Well, based upon your leadership earlier today, I think I'm going to go take a nap, my friend. And so with that being said, I'm going to go take some rest. How about you? You have my blessing, my brother. Until the next time, remember, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. But take some rest at the same time. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute-designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.